Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster Deer Monster, a monster exploration podcast where we take a look at monsters from their inceptions to their current pop culture existences. I'm one of your hosts, Dave, and I am joined this week by Cameron. Leonard is away on business something or mm-hmm. other, but we, we've, uh, we've managed to pull in a guest, uh-huh. uh, an old hand, as some might say. <laughs> Matt has returned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the, oh, the, like the fourth the fourth year anniversary and Cameron is <laughs> <Yeah>. so excited. <laughs> That's good. It's my Hooray. second time talking to Matt. Because he doesn't though. talk yeah. to him every week or every other week. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We'll just pretend that doesn't happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. I say, yeah, I think that's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, Matt. exciting. Four years. Been... <laughs> Hello. Yes. <laughs> yes, a cat for former host has been cited mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you very much yes. for inviting me back um yeah, yeah, always in like... welcome back <laughs> thank you very much yeah we had a we had an attempt at a a reunion a few months ago it went yeah swimmingly because dave forgot to press the record button so <laughs> that episode is in the the mysterious vault that will never be unlocked yeah no do, well, do not open make, that we chamber we could make it without you dave <laughs> yeah <laughs> never mind we all got to have a good time chatting and reminisce and and, and it just shows that obviously you know years like you know four years into a podcast it can still happen you can still have these technical difficulties you know, mm-hmm. power cells run out, and you can hit. To, <laughs> you forget to we, hit yes, I, I was yeah. not given the warning that said warning. <laughs> that's, that's Warn me next time. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, but yes. So fittingly enough, for our fourth year reunion, we are we are back to Pacific Rim, back to the mm. beginning, all the way these many years later. But uh, with a an animated series, it just uh, premiered on Netflix, Pacific Rim: The Black. So it's a yeah. just released last last week. I don't the, the weeks are nebulous. March fourth, so yeah. maybe that was. I last think week. I noticed it. I, yeah, I, I noticed anymore. it like a few days ago. It popped right. up. Oh, on I guess my this feed. is a thing. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh yeah, there's <laughs> a thing. Um, it was uh, announced back way back in the the year of 2018, apparently. Um, that they were going mm-hmm. to be working on this, and it was set for a release date last year. We know how release dates last year tend to do. Uh, <laughs> it was moved uh, forward <laughs> back a little bit, so early 2021. But it's here. It's seven episodes of Kaiju and Jaeger goodness. Or, or mm-hmm. is it? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> we'll find out uh we are slated to cover the first three episodes of the seven um s- s- first episode season run uh there's a season two already greenlit again it's netflix that could go any which way uh hopefully this wraps up a story at least and doesn't leave us hanging and then season two just doesn't appear but mm. we'll We'll see. We'll, we'll we'll hope and pray, I guess. But yes, three episodes of it's it's animated. It feels yeah. pretty much like the films. They have the I think it might be the same um, uh, orchestrator 
like the soundtrack seems yeah. on point yeah. with the, with mm-hmm. the movies. Um, Brandon Campbell. We will briefly pull him up uh, to see because if he didn't, he did a very good job of miming mm. the films. Um, looking at the wiki, yeah, it doesn't doesn't seem yeah, to reference doesn't. it. Does a lot of video um, games. He, he he interned at Hans Zimmer's studio, so oh, he's well, got some good the best. good backing <laughs> behind him. So yeah, but no, nothing yeah. really. I suppose. Well, he's worked on some of the Gear games, Warcraft film, you know, and, and Medal mm. of Honor, and as well as other yeah. things. So, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, this might, might be okay. Well, it sounds quite a bit like the, the movies. Uh, so, yeah. that was a a welcome return as like mm. the theme kicks in. Um, however, I yeah. kept waiting to hear uh, Into the Black, which is a specific hard rock theme song that I thought that they were just going to put in there, but they didn't. Um, <laughs> I think they, cool. they missed out on that one. It could have been good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. no... Uh, vo- it's it's a, a Japanese-American um, co-production, but it uh, doesn't have... It has an opening and closing uh, score, but they're not vocal, which is strange mm. when this is basically an anime and you're just used yeah. to, like, some kind of j-rock or something kicking in and <laughs> oh yeah <did> it. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it's yeah it's it's american produced anime i guess yeah and that could you be know, they're, they're making it like in the, the industry the movies where there's not like a vocal track so yeah there's not some rousing yeah. fight the kaiju <laughs> song or whatever i don't know what I mean, <laughs> we could just go full evangelion they do get in a robot they yes, <laughs> yes. Shinji did get into the robot this time, begrudgingly so. Yeah, begrudgingly, so somewhat similar, kind of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what's this? What's this thing all about? Um, it's I don't I couldn't tell when it's set. So it's set obviously after the films, because yeah. the kaiju just yeah they've yeah, taken yeah. over the world. I <laughs> I guess. It, it's it's nebulous on that. Yeah, I mean, I will I will be honest. I remember the first Pacific Rim very well. I mm. Don't remember a lot about the second Pacific Rim <laughs> movie. <laughs> I only um, remember like Charlie or uh, whatever his character's yeah. name is just going crazy and half mm. melded to a the kaiju consciousness and was trying to open the door to let them all in and it was yeah not great it was a fun it's movie but i, I don't movie, remember yeah. the plot so obviously it must have <laughs> must have not been the, the same boat. <laughs> i don't remember much about it i remember it like I said, it being good fun if that counts mm. but i don't remember much about the oh. actual story because i think oh man i remember I, now <laughs> yeah i think they i think i don't know if it seems deliberate but i mean even with with this uh pacific rim the black uh, it's I think, do you think it's deliberate that they've decided to sort of leave it up to, well, it's probably set about, you know, after the films in some time. Like, well, maybe it doesn't really yeah. matter. They just, because they effectively go straight in with this. There's no real background given on this. You're yeah, straight you into don't, the action. You don't get with, like an opening crawl of the Empire has been defeated. You know, there's not like, it just mm. throws you in. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. don't know um, how fun 
this would be if you haven't watched the movies or aren't in on yeah, robots fighting you should watch giant monsters. I, what's the draw? Because they're, they're, they don't yeah. establish much of anything. Yeah. Um, I think you, they, so, they were like assuming you were familiar with all of it. Yeah. Um, so, so quickly looking at Pacific Rim Uprising's ending, um, they, they defeat Newt, who was controlling the Kaiju, yada, 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 uh, Charlie Day. Um, and, uh, he threatens that their victory is meaningless because the, uh, the force sending the Kaiju will keep sending them. Uh, but humanity, they say, will soon be the ones launching the attack. And it clearly, clearly that didn't go very well. Um, if, the black is anything to go by so you know we, we beat him back and we'll go on the offensive and then this is said after that we've lost australia <laughs> yeah yeah and the timeline's weird because like this could be like quite a bit after i don't i'm trying to think mm. of i think the first film establishes some kind of timeline um but they talk about um when like when the first jaegers were built and in this one um our our main characters it's a pair of siblings their parents were or are we don't know um uh, kaiju mm. uh, not kaiju, but, um jaeger pilots jaeger but pilots. the the wife of the the pilot duo her mother was also a jaeger pilot yeah could so, be a few generations. It's, yeah, there's it generations like. of Jaeger pilots in this family. Yeah. Mm. So I this mean, has to the, be like quite a bit after. Yeah, yeah. it suggests it. Because I mean, looking at the timeline of the first two movies, so 2013 was when the breach happened. 2020 is sort of the, the setting time of the actual first movie. And then oh, it goes, jumps to 2035 for Pacific uprising which is 10 years mm. after the battle of the breach so yeah i mean this it, it's it feels like it's a good bit after it doesn't feel like oh it's a year after and this is the way the world is it feels like a, the like you said generations have happened it's probably not like you know 300 years into the future but you can tell it's a good you know maybe 50 mm. years or so maybe more you know it's sort of it feels like it's a yeah. fair jump forward because the world has changed it's not just yeah. the fact that there's there's kaiju around and obviously you know we see there is a generational you know uh jaeger pilot thing but the fact that you know civilizations have completely changed you've got gangs working with each other and yeah you know you can tell the world has has evolved quite a lot in that time and mm. obviously that wouldn't be a quick thing so it's no. quite a few and years th I, there is a five-year time skip in the beginning and that accounts for some of it because even the the kids who wouldn't have been exposed to like all of society, uh, they were sheltered in um, the, the city that <laughs> they were. One of them was in because it's 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 like okay, there's a lot going on with mm. the background that it's not explaining. Um, but there's a pilot training center in meridian city and yeah. that's where mm -hmm. um i guess we will we'll back up slightly so taylor and Haley travis are the two main characters they are siblings um he taylor is 17 maybe it's yeah somewhere around there because he was probably mm -hmm. like 12 to 14 in the beginning and it's five years yeah. later uh, he's the older of the two by a few years 
Um, their parents were, again, a, a pair of um, Jaeger pilots um, that... Which, I don't remember what Jaeger they were piloting. No. It, wasn't it Hunter Vertigo, I want to say? I Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Sounds good. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. So all I, think, all yeah, I, I could think of was that was Destroyer, but that's the one I find. Yeah, I think it, I'm... I'm I, d- I did write it down. <laughs> it comes in handy when you take notes, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. Notes. Hunt, yeah. <laughs> Hunter mm. Vertigo, yeah. That's what, what they were piloting. Gotta just mash those words together. It, yeah. <laughs> there was a time when we remembered all these um, these various names, but that is yeah. not today. <laughs> it's definitely not today. <laughs> and I, I meant to, like, I remember, like, the... Um, the website I think for Pacific Rim had all of the mm. like pilot synopsis and mm-hmm. their histories and all kinds of things. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I, I was. Know. I mean, if I was like twelve years older, but yeah, I know all the action figures and all the yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. all the I different mean, kaiju. I, yeah, I I don't want to rag too hard on this show, but like I feel also like the Jaegers in the movies had a lot more character. Uh, at least so far, like, Hunter Vertigo is not particularly memorable. It has cryo cannons, and that's all I really noticed about it that's different. Um, it, yeah, it doesn't have a large personality, um, although yeah. we'll get to it, but that, that fight scene was very cool. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm actually looking on the wiki. It's uh, shoulder-mounted cryo cannons and missile launchers on its arms. That's, mm. that's basically it. No, yeah. uh, no melee weapon to speak of. Yes, no, no triple pilots and spinning torso <laughs> and no walking. <laughs> so much going on with the, with the movie versions. <laughs> They're like, okay, we yeah. have a budget, guys. We can't, uh, <laughs> can't animate all that. But it feels yeah. like it's a time budget because, like, it just feels that that maybe they skip these things just purely because, like, don't worry, you don't need to know about it. They, you know, it's it's irrelevant. They just know that that's the Jaeger that the parents used to pilot. Here's a cool scene. You don't see him again. You know, <laughs> and then move yeah. on, and then they're not, yeah. you know, concentrate on the t- on the siblings. That's what it feels anyway. Yep, that's mm. just establishing the drama, and then yes. ramping it up because this this show is it's it's kind of slow paced. Like there's a lot yeah. going on, but it takes its time to get there, and it it dishes out the information very sparingly, and it's mm. I don't feel that it's through any kind of exposition dumps. You kind of get it just naturally through conversation, and have to guess at what's going yeah. on because the characters don't know they they they've been in a, like a <laughs> commune, um, <laughs> in a place that I guess looks like Australia. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean. I mean, listen, it's either Australia or Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like, it. There, there are places that look like this in Australia. I can confirm that this is not wholly inaccurate, um, although I would argue that Australia has more polygons. Um <laughs> <laughs> it it feels in a way that it doesn't really matter where it is at the, it, mm. i mean again i'm only going on these three episodes obviously i haven't seen after that but it just feels like it just happens to be in australia maybe it's because that's mm. the the terrain that they wanted to 
you know draw out and they're easy to draw it's more of an open an open playground to have you know right because obviously as we know with the the films and obviously like the godzilla movies and things like that where obviously a lot they really like focusing obviously on the the city fights which you know which Mm. is where you know why things are set in like you know and obviously in america but obviously you're going to have a lot more wide open spaces in australia so maybe that's and it also i don't know i suppose highlights the 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 survival aspect of the humans like because obviously they're quite far apart from each other so which maybe they don't think that would work in america so i don't know just gut feeling why they've done that i think distance is a thing um it does it does come up in the third episode like you telling me you walked the whole way here um (laughs) that is that is quite the feat uh there's not a lot to do when you're walking between places in australia um (laughs) Uh, i don't i mean i'm not unhappy that it's set in australia it's nice that for once australia gets to partake in the apocalypse um it's just (laughs) every time i watch a film where the world is ending it's always set solely in america and i can just imagine uh australia just kind of sitting over there not being particularly bothered by whatever's going on over there and just waiting for it all to blow over you know have a pint set up in the set up in the pub um (laughs) no it's close to home um i think it's i think it's also because they didn't want to have to animate trees and all large amounts of wildlife uh while still maintaining a relative sense of realism and yeah that's fair um and you know australia was part of the films as well there's a whole big bit about sydney uh in the original pacific rim and one of the one of the teams was Australian as well, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Well, vaguely Australian, mostly. <laughs> well, that's, one of the that's like was, every was everyone English. here is <laughs> vaguely. Yeah. No, yeah. they're not vaguely. They're not Australian at all. Like, where are these people from? <laughs> there, there are three distinct Australians in this first three episodes, and I think that's a start. It is, <laughs> and they've all and they've all wandered off the set of Mad Max. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And name, naming your camp or your town Bogan uh, is a power move in post-apocalyptic Australia. Um, <laughs> for, for those not initiated, that is like naming your camp in uh, the US Midwest Redneck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, of course. <laughs> We're going to take you back to the boss. Big hoss. Okay. Maybe maybe we don't go to that camp. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's not. It is an interesting show thus far. I am intrigued to see what happens in the next four episodes, which is good. I like that. Um, I think I might have a soft spot for this because stylistically this feels a lot like a bunch of really cheap uh early to mid 2000s animation i watched as a kid on tv they were all done in like you know the early days where studios were like oh 3d animation is super cheap for making tv shows so here's all these like young adult (laughs) dumb uh just quickly quickly done animated things are not i'm not ragging on the quality it's fine um but you know it is stylistically um i don't want to say rough around the edges but just like you know uh it does what it has to and moves on um 
No, I think I think you're right because it, it it's a bit lacking in detail. Let's be honest. I mean, even mm. the you know the kaiju are pretty generic so far, and yeah, you know they're, they're de- very shadowed in a lot of cases, and and even mm. I mean, let's be honest, even with the the Jaegers, which obviously you know usually stand out, especially in the movies. Um, like I said, I can't even now. I can't really remember much about Hunter Vertigo, and I can only just remember bits about. Uh, atlas destroyer which is mainly the color scheme mm. <laughs> more than yeah, anything it was orange <laughs> well this doesn't have any weapons it's a, it's a training well, that too. It training yeah, one, so yeah. it's like yeah, there's it nothing good. to it just I enjoyed it's, that. it looks like a person it looks like a person that's got a sassy voice in its head so it, yes. it's a person yeah. uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh god um, oh my goodness yeah yeah um <laughs> So yeah. Anyway, uh, Haley and Travis are our protagonists. Um, the apocalypse is happening to Australia. Their parents rescue them. Uh, their parents, the Jaeger pilots, um, and you know, uh, in in a, quite quite a cool fight scene is um, fighting off this kaiju uh, as they are defending a bus full of refugees. Um, <laughs> there is another Jaeger here. I do like this other Jaeger, this distinctly Australian Jaeger with its twin Gatling guns. That's cool. I'm into it. Um, and then, yeah, we, we get to see the cryocannons in action, uh, which they are very cool. Um, but yeah, just kind of generic shoulder-mounted big cannons. Um, I did I did like the uh, the clubbing a kaiju over the head with your broken weapon was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. It. Had some good get stuff. The situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, actually, just looking looking at that one you were talking about. Mm. It's called Marauder Zeus. Is the name of that one? Okay, I, can, I know I can it had Zeus in the that. title, but yeah. just had to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did actually did they actually say Marauder in the show? Because I swear they only ever called it Zeus, and I thought they were no, they the just pilot. called it Zeus. Yeah, but I just Googled <laughs> it, and it, yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, um, but yeah, anyway, they are they are rescued. Um, they they were aiming for a base where the um. Oh, the PPCD, the Pan Pacific Pacific Coalition of Defense, I think it was something like that. Um, Pan Pacific Defense Corps. Oh, yeah, other way around. Something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's a lot of letters. Um, Lots of letters. letters. Um, Yeah, they they had a base there, and so like we can we can get there, and there'll be people to help us. And there is no one there. They have abandoned the continent. so uh they leave the kids and all the other refugees behind hey you can farm here you can set up a little village it'll be great we'll be back in like two weeks we're going to take our one-armed jaeger and walk to sydney go get help then walk back it'll be no problem at all uh, <laughs> it, and it'll take a little later, longer because we're going to run out of power yeah. halfway yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and then then we get the smash cut to five years later, and uh, they've got a nice little place going on here. You know, they they got a real good farming community going on um, that is apparently constantly just losing uh, the younger members. Well, it's only like they just, there's only young people here. There's maybe one mm-hmm. older guy, but he just yeah is on the wayside. Mm, yeah, but you know, lots of folk want to just leave and see. If there is anything out there, um, which apparently just happens a fair bit, um, and you know, it's it's nice. We get a few character setups here. Um, it's it's not it's not bad. We you know we're getting to know people. Um, Haley and 
um, Taylor, Taylor are not on the best of terms as befits uh, <laughs> siblings. <laughs> um, but you know it's fine. You know they're they're living together. They're happy. They have their occasional little fights, uh, and then Haley falls in a hole and finds a Jaeger. <laughs> that came out of nothing. <laughs> I mean, well, she, so she was going to leave. She was going to yeah. leave the, the community mm. because they were upset at each other. Yeah, yeah. again, yeah. she she got two steps. <laughs> yeah, Something got like two steps right. and fell down a hole. Um, <laughs> on a main path, um, you'd think someone else would have fallen in there a while ago. That's what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. Like, it was literally part of their community. <laughs> They've been there five years and no one's discovered that there's a uh, facility in Sydney. <laughs> um, that is fine. But, yeah, yeah. So, apparently, when they abandoned this place, uh, they left a lot of stuff behind, despite saying, we can't leave anything behind. Um that they actually meant, you know, important things like missiles and high-level personnel and all that kind of stuff. Um, leave the training, Jaeger. You know, the thing that is still a giant robot that can carry supplies and refugees. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, Atlas Destroyer has been left behind. Um, and we get, I think, the most realistic uh, teenager messing with technology scene, which is, oh, how does this work? Cool. Skip, 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 skip. Skipping, skip, like, skip. 32 lessons. <laughs> <laughs> and then going, wait, how does this work? Wow, you skipped, yeah. like, six months of training lessons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We've all done it in video games. <laughs> yes, like, yeah, and been like, wait, I probably should have looked at the thing. Exactly. <laughs> oh, well, I'll just button mash until it works. So I guess it's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's how it works. Um, <laughs> uh, so Taylor comes after her, finds the hole, finds her in a Jaeger, which um, he actually recognizes because he was a recruit for the Jaeger program. Uh, this was one of his one of the Jaegers he trained in, and uh, she's like, "Well, let's now now you're here, co-pilot." And the is like, "Excellent, the co-pilot's here. Let's start the walk cycle training," <laughs> and opens the doors to the facility with all the blaring alarms and scraping of metal that uh, coincides with that. <laughs> yeah, of the loud. of the buried facility, so it's mm. it's like the doors are opening to nothing, and when you see them opening, it's just <laughs> rubble <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it was funny how the the rest of the community sort of reacted to it because they were like thinking it was like the coming of the gods they're like what is that <laughs> is this a sign from above or below and it's like no no we just <laughs> we just found a jaeger <laughs> it'll be okay yeah. except it won't that was super loud <laughs> yeah. and um yeah uh, immediately a kaiju pops up on the on the screen it's like oh, it's fine it's a training exercise they uh no no, it's it's a real Category Four kaiju, nicknamed Copperhead, because mm-hmm. it's got a it's got a copper head. You see, um, <laughs> I've heard its other name, aka Yeager Breaker. Yeah, yes. yeah. This is a big, big sort of rhinoceros style, I guess, in terms of its overall like build. It's a big, mm-hmm. blocky kaiju with just a massive armoured head, clearly designed for, yeah, just slamming uh, Jaegers to pieces, um, which is nice. It, it's not a super-inspired design, but it still shows, like, it. it is the correct design for the name. You know, it's got that intent behind it. It's a, it's a kaiju that does a specific thing and does it very well, 
um, right up right up until this episode. Uh, <laughs> well, it also gives Especially the best uh, launch sequence for any any uh, Jaeger or giant robot. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah. Oh my goodness! That was, a, that, was a, that was handy. It was. It, well, the thing is, it feels it feels like a kaiju that's good for the situation, especially when you're dealing with a like we said earlier, a Jaeger that doesn't have any weapons. So when you when you need to dodge <laughs> out the way a bit later, it's good that you've got a charging <laughs> kaiju yeah, yeah. the one you're facing. <laughs> it's surprisingly the um, the AI Loa uh, could have been more grating but i think she might be the best part of the show <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i'd agree with that very very pithy but not it's not all the time it's just very necessary moments of conversation yeah yeah absolutely yeah. just has a little bit of humor mm. as well mm. to quite because it's it is quite tragic as well this this isn't this oh yeah you know especially this first episode it it doesn't hold back, you know. We're seeing parents abandoning children. We're seeing community, literally, you know, community, community squashed, and mm. those sort of things. So yeah. it's good to have those little bits of uh, humor, like you know, when Lower the AI is there, like talking to herself as, yeah. as, as, yeah. as they leave. Like I'm talking to myself, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Copperhead destroys the entire community. Um, this was. Um, Again, the, I think part of my my hitching my wagon to this this feels like an early two thousands kids show aesthetic is this first episode is entirely bloodless, despite a man getting completely stepped on by a kaiju and then digging bodies out of mountainside rubble and stuff. Yeah, there's zero blood. It's, it was kind of weird. It's especially it's, it was weird because in, it's like, I don't... yeah, it was weird and off putting, and then in two episodes. It turns into a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just it like, just... <laughs> did, did they make this as the pilot and then just to just to really convince the execs, they're like, "Yeah, it'll be a broad audience appeal. Look, there's no blood, so we can show it to the kids. <laughs> show show the girl tragically digging up her best friend's body. Um, <laughs> kids love it." And then I went, cool, they've approved this. Uh, add, in, add in the kaiju that squeezes you through its gills and turns you into a fine, uh, a fine mist. <laughs> yeah, so you can paint your friends. Well, supposedly it's not a good look. You can't take people seriously when you've no, got your oh. ex-friends um, and uh, <laughs> fellow soldiers on, on yourself. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. My. <laughs> yes. And yes, so, clearly. what um, I was wondering about yeah. that though is Haley. A lot of the point of view is from Haley. It's because mm. it's it's split between Taylor and Haley, but she's bearing the brunt of like the the entire psychological damage going on here. And mm. the show is playing around a lot with um, what's going on in the drift. Or even memories, and that kind of being—it's it's, it, the show itself is kind of an unreliable narrator. So when yeah. they're finding the bodies, it's Haley finding them primarily, mm. and then later she's having a nightmare, and she again sees everyone around her dying. But it's all that sort of bloodless death, so it feels like it's her psyche just protecting her from at least some of the backlash because yeah. she's taken that. <laughs> 
personally. Like, she feels she murdered an entire settlement and probably her parents and mm. all kinds of things. And that's way too much for, like, a young, like, preteen kind of she's age. Four- I think she's 14. Is she? Yeah, I think it says okay. show, yeah, maybe it says she's 14. Yeah. So, regardless, for anyone's age, that's a lot. But um, a, oh, young, yeah. a young child, adult, to... Mm. Uh, like withstand and combine that with maybe hey this is the pilot so we won't show everything getting smushed yeah because you have to be able to recognize the characters other than like oh look there's a bunch of blotches (laughs) that's our people yeah that is also true (laughs) that there's there's no pathos if it's just a smeared stain yeah (laughs) i think she's she's used to a abandonment really and throughout this you see it because obviously uh, uh, their parents you know leave them obviously for the right reasons but obviously don't come back at this point uh also there's that flat or that dream or flashback later where with her brother where he's obviously in Yeager school and obviously she wants him to come back because she's missing her brother and then now obviously with this you know their local community now getting all squashed and her friends you know it's she's just losing people <laughs> throughout her mm. life you know in and out basically and i think it's like you said it's that protection of yourself just so um and yeah just trying to deal with that sort of issue it's uh that's me it's even though it's quite basic in some ways it is quite harrowing <laughs> for, for this you know for this young teenage girl it's uh it's it's not not fun no yeah um yeah and and so they left and decided to try and reach sydney uh, because you know it is on the coast if you want to get out of australia it's the best place to do it i guess uh, and it's also where their parents were heading all those years ago so who knows they could still be out there Ooh, they're they're probably yeah. not but uh, you never know <laughs> not after five years but <laughs> not um, after five years yeah well that also seems to be where if, if there's going to be help coming from somewhere or available somewhere it's in sydney because that was a larger base mm yeah like meridian was just the training school place apparently yeah yeah sort of because that was a that's a facility we'll we'll encounter shortly (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah we get we get into the second episode where they learn to walk they take their proper steps and uh off they go and they manage to reach Meridian City after a couple of these nightmares in the drift sequences, but um, there's a problem, which is warning. You didn't listen to the warning. We are running out of battery on this Jaeger. Because, you know, there's been sitting idle, not plugged in for however many years, and you're just walking it all around town, of course it's going to run out of juice. Um, I Again, uh, lower the AI is great here. <laughs> it's really good actually uh and i i like design wise how when the jaeger falls down face first it angles its neck uh like the 90 degrees up so that the head hatches are still always pointing straight up and unobscured uh feels mm. like a design detail i'm not sure if it's an intentional design detail or just a it was this was the easiest way to animate it but i feel like that's something they should include in the uh the actual design of a, a robot like that like you should make sure the pilots can get out <laughs> yeah it's fair yeah. yeah doesn't doesn't fall face first into the dirt essentially um 
Yeah, and uh, but they've reached the outskirts of Meridian City, and this is where things start getting a little new, because in Pacific Rim up until now, it's always been the big monsters that have been the draw. Uh, and now that we're separated from our Jaeger, we're on foot in sandstormy, foggy conditions. Uh, little monsters have appeared over the years, apparently. Uh, there's mm. a pack of dog kaiju, um, which are still like the size of horses, but they are much smaller than regular <laughs> kaiju. <laughs> They're right out of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, pretty much, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, this is, this is a pretty fun se- uh, chase sequence. Um, you know, getting chased through a warehouse by a bunch of weird tentacle blue juice dogs. Um, <laughs> Uh, navigating, uh, navigating your way through this broken down, uh, torn up city, uh, and it's fine. They're getting away. They're getting away. They just gotta cross the river, over this terrible broken, uh, broken down bridge. Uh, and I'm assuming that this massive gorilla kaiju Jaeger thing sitting in the uh, in the fog is gonna be a major plot point later on in the show. Uh, for now, it is just this uh, absolutely crazy enormous thing sitting in between a couple of skyscrapers, uh, being the deus ex machina to just snatch those dog kaiju out of midair and eat them. <laughs> it, it only um, wants to eat those. Only yeah. wants those. Yeah, That's clearly. A... Uh, I actually kind of really like the quote-unquote design on this that we've seen so far, because the second you look at it, it it it's obviously a kaiju, but it's also obviously not because it's yeah. got like bright red glowing effects instead of blue glowing effects, and you can see just the hints like of its elbow and its wrist and stuff where there's hints that it might be more mechanical than organic, and it's really I am actually quite intrigued to see what is in what is under all that, see what it is. Um, might get something interesting leading on because. You know, um, Pacific Rim Uprising did have, like, kaiju blood technology, so they could have gotten a, gone a little further and gotten some um, kaiju Jaeger hybridization going on. Um, I'm just spitballing here. I have no idea if that's what it is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's an easy guess to make when they're starting to do other nebulous experiments. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they get into the, the PP... Uh, PPDC uh, main training facility in Meridian City, and uh, what else is there but a fresh power cell and a boy in a jar? <laughs> that's it. That's that's all that was at the market that day. Just the leftovers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pack up the power cell market. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got this power cell, but it comes with this uh, this decade old experiment stuck in a tube. <laughs> that sort of does come a bit left field doesn't it that that boy because it again it, it's it often happens throughout this show so far where it just asks questions out of nothing or something i think even i think even taylor says it at one point during one of these episodes where like mm. where he's sort of semi-arguing with Haley, and she and he sort of says something on the lines of well well look look at we we don't know who these people are we're st- we don't know who this boy is, 
Like, you know, it's we don't know what's been going on for the last five years, which I think mm. is sort of hinting at a lot of these things. Because obviously we know that these two siblings are completely out of touch with what's been happening. Because like I said, yeah. they've been isolated for five years. The world, the rest of Australia's other things have been <laughs> happening. Obviously they mentioned the black and obviously they don't know what that's in reference to. And obviously now with uh, Boy, straight out of uh, God of War here, Boy yes. is, um, yeah. <laughs> as they <laughs> I like, see... I quite like that they named, so far they've named him boy because I know it sounds silly, but it's what you would probably do in that situation. And he sort of, I like the fact he mentions that to Hayley. Yeah. Like, you know, we're not going to call him, you know, Dave, Bruce, you know, Johnny here. He's, he's, we don't know what he's, he can't, he can't talk. We don't even know what his name is. We don't know how old he is. You know, he sort of comes across as a, you know, a, a boy, a, a, well, I don't know what age, but obviously with the, potentially the mind of a child as well mm. and well, let's call him boy until we know anything different you know that's yeah. sort of what yeah. you would do <laughs> and also he has psychic powers uh, yes that too <laughs> <laughs> and he sees everything in golden halos mm. yep yep um which feels like it's referencing something can't remember mm. if that's like again a sequence in Pacific Rim Uprising where we get a little bit from Newt's perspective, maybe, but I can't remember. But that feels familiar. Um, yeah, yeah, I yeah, think just that the kind of kaiju see people like luminously, so they can just easily ah, eat them. Well, there we go. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, there you go. So he is a part kaiju experiment. Probably, probably. that's what it feels mm. like. The kaiju are psychic. He's psychic. There's. Mm. you know yeah yeah we'll find out hopefully um, or won't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll yeah, we'll see uh but they they rescue this boy and are once again also rescued by the big uh jaeger kaiju thing in the mist uh but they got it they got the power cell and they they dropped it while running away with boy uh and it is drained entirely which means they probably have uh, some kind of radiation poisoning, but there should be no radiation. They, they changed that after the first <laughs> generation of kaiju, which is what killed. Oh, um, good. Uh, mm. Idris Elba in the first movie, yes. or what? Uh, okay, was, was killing him. He was irradiated. Yeah, yeah. Good, good to know that uh, that thing I thought was a plot hole was not actually. <laughs> um. <laughs> now they probably got that juice on them, so I don't know what it is, and that's probably also bad. Because it does power an entire um, Jaeger. Mm, yeah, it's like it's battery, battery acid isn't uh, radioactive, but you don't want it on you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh, gosh, yes, good advice there. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah, that wraps up uh, the second episode. These are these are twenty-ish minute, yeah. relatively short episodes. Um, it's it's a nice so change yeah. of pace. It's a good flow to it, and it, it puts. Mm. watching three of them at about the length of a film yeah yeah mm -hmm. it's not it's not difficult to watch which is nice um yeah and uh so we, we come to episode three uh lovingly titled bogan mm. uh which <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> uh, this is this is where it gets serious the show is like okay cool the, the executives watched the first two episodes and gave us the okay time to really really uh let the brakes off um, 
Yeah, this one. I, I, well, what I do like is they they're they're just they're still just on foot. There's no power for the um, Jaeger. They need to find yeah. something. Taylor sees a convoy, like a short, small convoy, kind of in the distance, and um, rouses Haley and the boy, and they decide <laughs> collectively to go check it out and hopefully find help. Um, I do like that since they've been taking care of each other for the last several years, they're not just immediately going, oh, hey, you know, help us. They're, he he yeah. pointedly is like, well, we'll check them out, and if they look sketchy, we'll just leave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which so, is a nice plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. I think it's, it's, it, goes, it goes back to what I was saying a minute ago about naming him boy. It's sort of, you can tell, especially from Taylor's perspective, he is a bit black and white with the way he looks at things at times. And obviously the fact, like you said, they, he's been the one that's keeping them together, which obviously Haley then obviously admits at one point as well, that she, you know, she couldn't have survived without him. He's sort of trying to, trying to put emotion aside as mm. much as he can to, like I said, do whatever is required to keep them going. And well, obviously in his eyes, he would have just stayed as part of their community and, and, and stood there until <laughs> parents come back, uh, sort of never. Um, but yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, well, uh, he's like, I, it's I'm a, here it's to keep you alive, mentality. not entertain you. That was the, that was yeah. the line. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's, uh, you know, it, it sums it up really. So yeah, I think it's, uh, it's the right mentality and it just shows well, what we're about to see now is obviously that we'll talk about that uh, you can have that mentality and that idea, but obviously, you know, especially with Kaiju and other people around with their sinister motives, um, things don't always go to plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this convoy is heading down to a local river and is harvesting Kaiju eggs. Uh, there is like a sea serpent-y sort of Chinese dragon style Kaiju just hanging out in the river and while it's uh, not paying attention, they're digging up a nest and nicking eggs, which kaiju are laying eggs now. Also another weird thing going on. Um, now, this this this, uh, this valuable enterprise is going really swimmingly until Boy decides he wants to get in on the action and uh, runs down the hill and exposes them. Uh, at which point the, the gloves come off. Uh, this kaiju... Rears up to its full height, swallows two full-grown men, and uh, as I mentioned earlier, squeezes them out of its gills <laughs> um, in a horrific shower of gore, um, which was honestly kind of a real shock. Like I just kind of expected it to swallow them to maintain the uh, the previous two episodes' uh, bloodless stance on violence, but uh, nope, nope, it's getting messy, really really messy um the the two remaining egg thieves sort of get their wits together and using an rpg blow up the kaiju uh and uh you know uh one of them is about to shoot uh taylor before the other one talks uh talks him down and we meet uh well the important one is named my the other one's Richter, that's who it is. Uh, Richter mm -hmm. is the trigger-happy one, and Mai is the cool, calm, collected lady uh, who, you know, doesn't want people to get shot if necessary. Uh, I should say, unless necessary. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, wh what are you doing out here? 
you know, why don't you come back to camp with us? You look like you're having a rough time. This kid has basically no clothes. Uh, you should probably fix that. You walk to your... He has no shoes. Yeah. yeah that's fine. <laughs> look how immaculate his feet are. <laughs> no, not a blister in sight. <laughs> One thing also uh, to add at this point as well hmm. is uh, going back to the that um, dragon or Chinese dragon type kaiju is that the only reason that boy and others got noticed was through scent as well mm. because yeah. sort of suggesting that they're using or the you know my richter and the ones that got swallowed um <laughs> were obviously <laughs> using something to mask their scent it was only when boy comes along that uh, mm. the the kaiju notices which is interesting yeah you know poor boy just wants to talk to his buddy the kaiju probably exactly. so. Yeah. Give it it's belly sad, rubs. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not sure. Um. I mean he's he's been very hungry. He's he's uh consumed a butterfly, attempted to eat a scorpion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he has been sitting in a jar for a while. Yeah, at least a couple years. <laughs> um yeah, but uh the the gang's all here. Let's go to Bogan. A wonderful place to go, I am sure. Um but you know they um they get there they meet the most obviously Australian character so far who is named Shane which is a very Australian name to be fair um yeah Australian Australian accents are for villains apparently hmm. uh, villains and villains and incidental side characters um but for now Shane is being quite nice though so, you know get them some food get that kid some clothes because. Good lord, it's Australia. Cover your skin. You will get terrible, terrible sunburn. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, um, he's not, he doesn't appear to be super mad that, you know, they accidentally got two of his men killed and, you know, caused them to lose the source of these valuable eggs they apparently want so badly. Uh, but hey, we'll see. We'll see. I don't. I don't trust this Shane. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of trust, actually, he's obviously got a lot of trust in in um, May at this point as well. My because mm. you know, obviously, he sort of when she says that, oh yeah, don't, you know these these new characters. Obviously, the you know, the uh, the siblings and boy. He you know he she manages to convince him like yeah they didn't mean to you know do anything mm. and obviously cost the eggs and cost a couple of soldiers and he's like yeah okay that's fine yeah get, and they, and they cost eat. all the future <laughs> eggs there's been a <laughs> yes mm. yeah exactly because obviously no kaiju is no eggs <laughs> so yeah <laughs> very blasé about that <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah yeah um it's it's man maxi out here we got trade we got trade going on uh a, a um God, how do I even describe this? It's a limousine on monster truck wheels with like anglable suspension. I don't know, like starts yeah. tall, it gets low. Um, oh, it's a super low rider at the end. Yeah, it's on hydraulics. Yeah, uh, just goes... yeah pretty much. Um, yeah, yeah, limo on monster truck hydraulics. That'll do it. Um, pulls up carrying what is very clearly like the wrist of a Jaeger under a big sheet. Um, they're here to trade for the eggs. This is this is all well and good. This is just fine. Um, uh, 
you know, we've only got two eggs. What do you even want them for anyway? You can't eat them. One of my guys tried <laughs> to do that once and his whole jaw fell off, which is... <laughs> I, I, I did laugh at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, hey, a reminder, don't eat kaiju. They are super toxic. Um, yes. <laughs> um, but yes, apparently... Um, so the, the guy running this organization, not the guy who's come here, obviously, uh, is a man named Ferno, who trades to a group called the Sisters out in the hills. This is all probably important. Um, and well, that's his, that guy that shows up, so, yeah. is it? Yeah, that's his underling, like his right yeah, hand man. Yeah, that's not Ferno. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but yeah, Ferno's group trades to a, a group of people called the Sisters out in the hills who want kaiju eggs for whatever reason for something which for something <laughs> uh, it's, it's suspicious um but you know uh the kaiju that makes the eggs is gone so these two are super valuable now so even though we agreed on four you should take the two <laughs> which is good business reasoning, i guess this business <laughs> um yeah um meanwhile uh Haley, taylor and boy decide it's probably time to leave you know it's it's a good time to leave, and uh, Richter obviously stops them. You know, like breaking the illusion. You know, it's not a nice place. You are here against your will, technically, even though you thought you came here because you wanted to. Um, and uh, you know, pulls a gun on um on Taylor, in response to which Haley kicks him in in the uh in the groin so hard he shoots the gun out onto the air and prompts a Tarantino firefight. <laughs> <laughs> between the uh the assembled uh the two assembled groups who were initially here for trade um <laughs> yeah. well, the, the Fer ferno's men kept pulling like every time there was any mm. hint of <laughs> anything they kept pulling their guns and then at least shane calls them on it they're like why do you guys just keep pulling your guns out we're just talking yeah 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 <laughs> i mean he is a real australian character we don't need we don't need these <laughs> Stop pulling it out to make a point. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, they they win the firefight, obviously. Um, but don't kill Ferno's underling. He's there to prove a point. Um, they take all the, all his power cells he had for trade. They shoot up the two eggs left and send him on his merry way. Um, Shane tells his guys, you know, make sure this fella gets home, which apparently means just march him five feet to the door of his car and let him get in his car. <laughs> Do not get in the car with him. <laughs> but, you know, it's fine. Um, well, they they didn't have to walk back. Shot that up, is true. You know? <laughs> they, do, they do have to walk back. Um, uh, but, you know, um, listen, we're going to have to have you to answer some questions. You're causing a lot of damage to this deer camp named Bogan. Uh, and we get we get an interrogation scene where Shane is uh, talking Taylor down uh, and just wearing him down by constantly tapping on the desk. Um, but it was all a lie because oh. uh, because Shane's Shane's playing the Inception game and has actually just locked Taylor into a into a Jaeger pilot helmet and is drifting with him to see what's up, <laughs> which is kind of actually really smart. I like the idea yeah. that this is this is a jury rigged solution to we need this guy to talk, but we can't be bothered to do like any of the traditional crude methods. Like, no, nah. we don't have any sodium know. pentothal. We have to use 
the drift. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You just hook up brain to brain, and then I'll annoy you until you let me walk through your memories. <laughs> I quite like that as well, the walking through the memories, because obviously at that point, obviously we didn't know it was a, a neural interface, you know, shenanigans mm. going on at that point. But I like, in a way, his attitude through through the mm. dreams. The fact he's sort of like, you know, just you know casually walking around these dreams look you know that that nice that cool scene <laughs> where he's looking up at the atlas destroyer you know and yeah. there's that bit where which was obviously quite and it, it it trivializes some of the the memories as well because obviously that mm. that one bit where it they they realize the kaiju's come along to you know it's the copperhead that's gonna come and stomp on the community and shane's just casually sort of sat on the you know on the edge of of the uh of the top bit there just sort of dangling his legs not really caring that, <laughs> that mm. this is quite a tragic scene for the for, for <laughs> taylor and Haley at this point but yeah yes yeah. it's it good yeah. i think it's a good way of dealing with it yeah it's a, it's a good bit of character setting he obviously does not care too much about that kind of thing hmm. <laughs> well, it's just part um, for the course in the black yeah yeah what whatever the black is yeah. Still not 100% sure on that. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, um, he walks out walks out of the interrogation, um, which, again, the contrast here is good because from, um, from Taylor's perspective, he's been like in the traditional p- police drama questioning room, but actually he's just been sitting on like a, a sofa couch um, <laughs> with, with the headset on, drooling, drooling all over it um as you know uh good work may says shane we've got ourselves a jaeger <laughs> just like twirling what i'm assuming is like a like a, a personality engram or something like he's, he's taking a copy yeah, it's of, like the, the copy of the memories to get the yeah locations i guess or something yeah yeah or usb stick yeah because he was fiddling with a bunch <laughs> of those earlier and now we know what they are uh this guy's just yeah he's just a memory thief of a of a man um yeah that that's where the episode leads us mm-hmm. uh shock shock terror uh they've lost everything not only have they not gotten more power cells uh now someone who really wants their jaeger knows exactly where it is and is probably going to go take it so you know is what it is i guess i'm sure it'll all be fine in the long run we shall see yeah I mean, if you think about it, quite quite a lot does happen in those first few episodes when you think of it. But there's still loads. I think what I quite like at this point is there's still quite a few unanswered questions. Obviously, that's dangerous because we could watch the rest of it and those questions don't really get answered or it's, you know, not really a satisfying ending with it. But, you know, I'm I'm intrigued. I want to see where this goes. Yeah, as long as it answers, like, the main questions and gives more information on the boy and what the experiment something at least a little bit because otherwise it's introducing too many other extra questions of what are the extent of his power because there's a lot of stuff going on with just him that can be addressed but they're they're in like a camp now and are, are they prisoners? Does he, do they even care now that he has the information? Are, are they worth anything anymore? Mm. Like that's that puts a lot of like things in the air uh, to hopefully be resolved in 
short order as far as like what the three are going to be doing in the camp now. Because it seems like Shane yeah. just really didn't care once he has the information he wanted. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I think there's ways to address that as, um, because it seemed like um, Boy uh, can be like extra sensed by the kaiju. So yeah. that could draw kaiju in. I mean, there's there's things mm-hmm. that they can kind of do um, to get quicker answers on some stuff and or resolve things as they've kind of been doing. Like a lot of stuff just pops up coincidentally. Yeah. But yeah. it's it's not felt um nothing's felt shoehorned in just yet. So I think it's they've done a good <laughs> job with yeah, yeah. towing the line between um putting out some plot threads, not explaining too much, but not really they're they're putting enough out there to where you don't really need all the specifics, at least not yet. Um if they aren't mm. addressed, that becomes a problem toward the end. But I think Yeah. Just in setting everything up, there's a, there's enough to keep everyone in who whoever's viewing this to be like invested in. Like I'm concerned with what's going on and for these characters. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, I definitely has me wanting to watch the rest of it. Yeah, for not sure. Just because, <laughs> not just because it's only like 20 minute episodes. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I, I'm intrigued with what's going on. Um, I, I'm putting my money on someone's going to do a drift with boy at one point and get all real freaked out. Um, but we will, we will see what we will see, I guess. Uh, yeah. It'll, it'll be neat. Uh, like I said, we'll, we'll finish covering uh, probably just the rest of it in one fell swoop. Um, yeah. Not in the next yeah. episode, yeah. but soon. Uh, while this is still relatively fresh in our minds mm. and biding some time until Godzilla vs. Kong comes out because that's the next the next <laughs> big thing that we're just waiting on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Antlers should be coming out soon, actually. Mm. That might be good. Been waiting a whole year for that film. <laughs> yeah, there's actually quite a bit more coming out this year than I realized, or I didn't know stuff was just in production. And then, hey, here's a new Mortal mm. Kombat. Here's a new like, okay, yeah. <laughs> sure, mm. I'm here for it. Why not? Monster Hunter. It. I'm sure it's terrible, but yeah, um, I've heard no good it's, things, it's but I'm willing to at least watch it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the 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 new. Um, Resident Evil animated thing is coming oh, out yeah. soon, I think, too. Oh, God. So, the Resident Evil Village is coming soon. Yes, and also oh, Resident Evil Village with the tallest lady. <laughs> the big lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot there's a lot coming out um, to kind of put on the plate, as it were. Yeah. Uh, in addition to all the other things that are just been on the perpetual list, some stuff has been on the list for a very long time, but... We'll, yeah, we'll see. There's, <laughs> there's some dragons, unicorns, uh, assorted tidbits like that. Uh, a phantom yeah. of the opera. We need to mm. take a look into. Yes. So I'm, Definitely. I'm excited. This, this will be a, a fun-filled year, of stuff to cover for the episodes. But um, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that wraps us up for these three. This was this was good. Uh, I, I enjoyed the this show far more than I thought I was going to. Just yeah, there was there was <laughs> some feelings of like, oh, it's just not gonna be great. But nope, it turned out to be just fine so far. And yeah. But yes, uh, and more to the point, it's great to have you back on the show, Matt, even if it's just for a guest episode or two. It's been far too long. I'll I'll happily come back to to cover the the other episodes if you want me on for that, definitely. Oh, for sure. Mm. For sure. Sounds good. Yeah. But we'll we'll, we'll wrap it up here. It's a little bit of a shorter episode, but um, these are... These are even shorter, shorter bite-sized pieces. So uh, if, yeah. you, if you have not watched them, I'm, I'm, I'm sure anyone interested enough in this is just going to binge watch the whole thing. All seven episodes are there. Yeah. They're available. Absolutely. Um, I had considered it, but it's been busy. So I had to just confine myself to, well, I'll watch just the three. And then realized, actually, I'm pretty <laughs> interested in this. I just need to fit in the rest of them uh, as we can. All right. Well, mm. we will do our little bit of admin. Uh, and since you, you popped back on the show, uh, Matt, where can folks find you? And what else have you been up to in the wide world of podcasting in the last time since you've been on, which has been two yeah. years? <laughs> <laughs> so it's about that now, yeah. So, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at NinjaBadger7. Uh, don't probably do that as much as I used to on there, but that's because, you know, life's changed, you know, children and the like. Hmm. And, other such hobbies uh you can find me on the warhammer podcast along with cameron at realm and ruin so you can find us on twitter there as well at realm and ruin but obviously you can find the podcast on your player of choice uh if you want to know about you know gray plastic models and the law <laughs> behind them and books and everything else that we talk to on there we've just hit three years on there um yeah which is crazy isn't it Cameron and (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, uh, you know we've got a a cool you know discord community you know that's getting Mm. quite popular over there as well so yeah if Warhammer's your sort of thing then uh, you can find me on there as well all right I'll have the assorted links in the show notes Uh, Cameron where can folks find you uh, you can find me primarily on Twitter at night underscore Twitten. That's night without a K. Uh, come for me laughing into the void about the Australian state election here in West Australia. It was fun. I got to vote. I had a sausage. It was nice. Um, there will also be cat pics and uh, just general life stuff. Uh, so if you want to keep up with that, you can follow me on there. Uh, Dave, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at sentinot underscore plus. You can find all the back episodes of the show at monsterdeer.monster. Uh, go back and listen to the, I think it's episode three, um, is our Pacific Rim coverage. Oh, we covered the other one. I don't know where that's at. You can search it, I <laughs> yeah. guess. <laughs> we I did been somewhere. around for that one still. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I remember our first sort of, first show where we all came together so i think you did the first two ones solo didn't you dave so i think, I think uh, yes. the first mm. show for us three was episode three and i yep. think it was pacific ring ring yeah pacific rim and kong uh kong skull island i yes. think yes yes yeah. yes yeah so it's it's wow. fitting that year four will bring 
this animated series yeah. and Congress Godzilla. <laughs> it's only taken four years. Yes. Uh, for, I mean, yeah. really, that's not a long time as not far as uh, putting out yeah. film sequels with everything going on, just kind of making things yeah. a little bit funky. <laughs> but uh, production uh, time and cost, I mean, we got a, the 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 missing <laughs> Godzilla King of Monsters uh, <laughs> film in the meantime. But uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been a time. The four years went by really fast, and also like really yeah, slow in turns. I guess yeah. looking back, it's just gone. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <we're>, okay. <laughs> Twenty seventeen was a lifetime ago. It feels like now, but mm. uh, we're still here. We're still waffling between weekly and biweekly episodes. Just kind of depends. Um, yeah. Leonard should be back uh, on next week's episode, and we'll have another returning guest, so listeners mm. can look forward to that. Uh, we will be covering uh, Flight of Dragons, so that will be that will be a time everyone loves um, Rankin Bass <laughs> animation because it's oh, it is yeah. very good. And I hope you guys <laughs> like uh, songs by the band America. Oh, of course. yeah so i think this is us signing off for this week we will return next week and catch y'all later bye-bye bye-bye